This podcast is brought to you by Amicus Attorney, developers of legal practice management software. Let Amicus help you run your practice so you can focus on what you do best, practice law. Visit amicusattorney.com and get started today. Sometimes Candace Gibson, an intellectual property litigator, has some challenging assignments. But in the midst of work difficulties, she often reminds herself, I have completed multiple triathlons. This will be fine. I'm Stephanie Francis Ford, and on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, Gibson tells us how exercise and outdoor adventures help her both professionally and personally. Welcome to the show, Candace. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm glad to be here. Of course. Was there a moment in your career when you thought, I need to move around some more? Absolutely. About a year into practice, uh, I looked up and realized that I had been working 15-hour days and spending a lot of time just sitting down, and all of a sudden my clothes weren't fitting as well as I would have liked them to fit, and I just started feeling lethargic. And I, you know, I thought to myself, okay, I've definitely got to do something about this before this becomes problematic, and before I, you know, become miserable and hate my job. So that was that was a big turning point for me about a year into practice. Okay, and what was your first step? My first step was to order P90X. P90X is this DVD series that was very popular about maybe 10 years ago. And, you know, you just get nine or 12 videos and you put the video in. And for me, I put the first video in and I got some popcorn and I watched it because I realized that I had gotten so out of shape <laughs> that I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, so then I had to dial it back a little bit and I had a bike and decided okay, I'm going to take up biking again. And so I started riding my bike, and then I would go to the gym to do a little bit of weight training to supplement that. Um, and then eventually I worked up to being able to do the P90X videos, but by the time I could do them, I was happier riding my bike and doing other things in the gym, so I just switched over to that. <laughs> I'm curious, what was in this video that was so complicated or intense is perhaps a better word? Oh, my goodness. So they have they break it up into... You know, each video, one day you do arms and and chest, and another day you do legs. There were some videos that were are obviously easier than others, but I think at one point, you know, I was buying pull-up bars for my doorways in my house and resistance bands, and I definitely am not the pull-up kind of person. Now, I've done several years of swimming, and so I don't think my shoulders can take it, but, you know, once we got to the pull-up part of the workout, I was like, absolutely not. This is this is not for me. So <laughs> I didn't know my limitations. And I thought it was important, you said, that once you started riding your bike, you realized that was a lot more enjoyable than doing pull-ups at home with a video. And was that an important piece of you being able to find a fitness that you enjoyed and wasn't a drag to do it? You weren't doing it because you had to do it. It gave you some some enjoyment as well, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's hard enough to motivate yourself to work out. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, at this stage in life, I still have days where I have a workout and I'm not looking forward to it. Although I know at this point, if I get through it, I'll feel better when I'm done. But going into a workout life or trying to get into that routine, it's, you know, there's so many things that you can do to exercise. Don't pick the thing that you hate. Like, I don't like to run. Um, so when I think I run now because it's a means to an end. But when you're thinking about going into something, you have to pick something that you're going to enjoy doing that you like to do or that you have, you know, accountability buddies. But if every day you get up and you're like, oh, my goodness, I absolutely hate 
insert exercise and I'm about to go do it, it's going to be hard to motivate yourself. Do you have any advice on finding an exercise that you'll enjoy? I think, I'm speaking for myself, but I think a lot of us have what I call PE phobia, where, <laughs> you know, we may not have been the superstars in grade school in PE, and we've just kind of decided we don't like exercise, but perhaps we haven't tried all of the different options. Do you have advice on finding something that you enjoy and that works for your schedule as an attorney? So I think the first thing is to just think of what you like to do. I think Zumba is really popular now. And I think part of the reason that it's popular is because people like to dance. You know, you you think of all the dancing that you do in your kitchen or when you're getting dressed in the morning or just, you know, playing around the house. And now it's a workout. So Zumba has become popular. Um, So I like to be outside. So what are exercises that I can do when I'm outside or I like to work or hang out with people, what are activities that I can do with people, maybe flag football or soccer league. So I think you have to start with what is it that you like to do and then, you know, factor in your time commitment and what you have time to do and then start looking at the exercises that or the workouts or programs that fit into that. For me, I like to be outside. I have no problem doing something for hours on end. So biking was a natural fit for me. I did used to inline skate. Um, and then I had a foot injury, so I couldn't do that anymore. So I was like, well, I can't inline skate. What else is going to get me outside and kind of do the leg routine that I like? Oh, biking. So, you know, things just kind of develop that way once you start putting together your likes and dislikes. What do you like about being outside? I like that it's time away from all of the distractions that I encounter when I'm not outside. So when I'm home, it's hard to work out or it can be hard to work out because I realize at this point in life, I don't spend a lot of downtime at home or as much as I would like. But when I'm there, I'm thinking, oh, I should be taking care of, you know, this issue or that issue or, oh, I need to clean the bathroom. And if I'm at the gym, the gym is fun. The gym, you know, you can see people that you like and talk to your friends. But sometimes when that happens, the gym can or be not. distracting. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You look up and, and, and I, one of my best friends is the manager at the gym that I go to. And so usually when I get to the gym, it's 20 minutes of catching up. And then I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I've eaten into my workout. I only have, you know, 30 minutes or 25 minutes to get this workout in. So being outside, I don't have my phone. I mean, I have my phone, but I'm not on my phone. I don't have the distractions of my house. I don't have the distractions of, you know, getting caught before I can get to my machine. Um, And even if I'm walking or running or biking, if someone else is there, we can still carry on the activity and have a conversation. It's not going to completely derail the activity. So I like being away from the distractions and all the things that kind of hinder my workouts when when I'm not outside. And were you someone, were you pretty physically active before law school in your legal career? I was not. Uh, okay. I was not, I played, I was in the band. I was in marching band Mm -hmm. when I was in high school. And in college, I did no athletic activities, not even intramural activities. In my post-college life, I think I did Zumba for a while. This was, you know, a long time ago before it was really popular. I just reached this point you know, a year into my legal career where I was thinking something has got to give. I need to find a way to get more active and find something that I enjoy so that I don't blow up and have a bunch of health problems. So it is possible to get into activity and become extremely active later on in life if you did not do so in high school or college. I am a testament to that. Do you have any tips for someone who's in that category? 
so my advice for me, I um, I just kept an open mind. I you know, would look on Facebook. I had friends on Facebook. One of the first ways I got active, a friend of mine invited me to do a 10K, and I hate to run. And I was turning 30, and she said, hey, let's celebrate your 30th birthday by doing a 10K. You know, it's something you've never done before. Just challenge yourself. Try something new. So I signed up for this 10K, but it was about three months away. So I had to train in order to get ready for it. Um, so that led to this, okay, occasionally I have to run. Um, and I'd mentioned to another friend of mine that I was, you know, I, I was stepping out of my comfort zone and trying a 10K for the first time. And he said, well, I know this flag football league. I think you would be great in the flag football league. You should come out and play with us as like a one day a week commitment. And I was like, well... That sounds interesting. I've never done anything like that before. Let's give it a shot. And so at every step along my fitness journey, the thing that's gotten me to the next level or to the next thing is that keeping an open mind, like being on the lookout for opportunities that are out there. And and I think in 2016, there are so many races and 5Ks and fun runs and walks and all sorts of things that you can do as long as you keep an open mind. Like you don't have to go out and win it although you can, um, but if you just keep an open mind to trying something new that you've never done before, I think that's the first step that gets you in the direction of being a fitter person. Okay. Sometimes I think when we want to start a new exercise routine, life kind of gets in the way and we might fall off the wagon. Has this happened to you and how did you deal with it and get back on the wagon? I try not to fall off the wagon, but again, as you mentioned, life happens. The Biggest thing for me is to kind of acknowledge that I've fallen off the wagon and pick a date when I'm going to get back on. So if I look up and it's been three or four days and I've I've missed workouts because I'm busy or I'm frustrated or, you know, I'm at work and I can't get away, I pick a day. What's the day when things are going to calm down or settle down or what's the day that I'm going to just force myself to get the activity in? And then I stick to that day. And it doesn't matter if I get the activity in in the morning or in the evening or if I, you know, go on my fake lunch break and, you know, sneak down to we have a gym in my office um, in the basement. If I sneak down to the basement to get it in, the biggest thing is identifying when you're going to start and start back. Um, It doesn't matter what happened between, you know, then and now. But if Monday is the day that you're going to get back on track, you got to find some time on Monday to get back on track. So that usually helps me. And again, even if it's I go downstairs and I hop on the treadmill for 20 minutes or hop on the elliptical for 20 minutes, just that little spark can get me back in the mood or can re-motivate me to get back on track. Right, because that's 20 minutes you could have been sitting at your desk on the Internet. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, and I think you hit the nail on the head. That's a really important way to think about it. We just get lost in the wormhole of the Internet. Sometimes we get lost sitting in front of the the television. So when we talk about not having time to to exercise or having time to get healthy, and then you stop and you do an accounting of what you do during the course of a day, then you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm not nearly as productive as you know, I think I am, or I'm definitely not nearly as productive as I tell people that I am. So they're always, you know, with most people, I think opportunities to squeeze in 10 to 20 minutes of anything. I also think that it's really important to figure out what it is that you need to do to motivate you to work out. When I started 
exercising, when I started getting into fitness, you know, I had a know thyself moment. So I don't like mornings. Evenings work better for me. So what were the things that I could do in order to make this happen? I was comfortable having this conversation with my boss. I realized that some people might not be to say, look, I want to leave the office by X time in order to get some exercise in. I'll come back online later on. I'll come back to the office if necessary, but this is what I need to do for my health and in order to feel good. I also keep exercise clothes at my office. Um, There's a Nordstrom rack across the street from my office, and I have to visit there frequently because despite the fact that I have exercise clothes here, I often forget my sneakers. Um, Ah. But these are little things that you know, I've been able to institute in my regular routine to help me make sure that when the mood hits, I can look down. You know, I'm looking at my purse right now sitting on the floor. There's a water bottle in it. My exercise clothes and my book bag are sitting behind me on the floor. Whatever, you know, if I get off the phone right now and decide I'm going to go downstairs and get a workout in, all my stuff is here. I don't have to say, oh, man, I wish that I had remembered, you know, to bring this or this or this. So, you want to set yourself up for success. And if that means keeping an extra pair of workout clothes in your drawer or tucked away somewhere, so be it. You know, at the beginning of each week, just bring in a, a fresh new pair. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Candace will tell us how she finds time to fit exercise in during the week. These days, law firms need to do more with less. Making this happen requires efficient, cost-effective tools that work the way you do. Available as a desktop or cloud solution, Amicus Attorney Practice Management Software improves the organization of your firm and drives your bottom line. Visit amicusattorney.com to discover how you can join the thousands of lawyers who rely on Amicus every day to run their practices. And we're back. I'm Stephanie Francis Ward, and on today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered, I'm chatting with IP litigator Candace Gibson about how exercise, often outdoors, plays a significant role in both her personal and professional life. Candace, do you have tips on finding ways to squeeze in exercise during the work week when you have a demanding job? Absolutely. At this point in life, I have a triathlon coach, and he uploads my training program into an app. And so it's a little bit easier for me to kind of have an idea of what I'm going to do each week. But I did a version of this back when I was just going to the gym and and working out at the gym or working out at home or doing a video. I start each week on Sunday or Saturday when I have, you know, 10 minutes of free time. And I just take a quick overview of what my week looks like, what I know is on the calendar and what I think might pop up during the course of the week. And then I I come up with a plan on when I want to work out. I am not a morning person. So, and I think that's really key to know about yourself. If you're not a morning person, don't all of a sudden decide that you're going to do 5 a.m. workouts because you're going to set yourself up for failure. But, you know, know yourself and know what it is that you like to do. So I plan out my week and I decide on Wednesday night, I know that I can get out of the office by seven o'clock. So I'm going to have my workout clothes with me at the office. I'm going to change into them at the office, and I'm going to go to the gym on my way home. On Friday morning, I know that I have a slightly late start, so I can squeeze in you know, 30 minutes on the treadmill in the basement of the office before I get to work. So I'll wear my workout clothes into the office, um, and I'll have my work clothes in a backpack. Or if I know that on 
Tuesday afternoon, I have a really, you know, big call, but then the rest of the afternoon is quiet, I might be able to sneak down into the gym for some time on the elliptical or some time on the treadmill. And it's kind of planning that way, figuring out when I have some time, when I can sneak away, if it's during the course of the day, or figuring out when I have time before or after work to squeeze in a workout. If I can go into the week knowing that, it's easier to stick to it because when Tuesday afternoon rolls around and I wrap up that call, I'm automatically thinking, okay, now's my time to go downstairs and hop on the treadmill or hop on the elliptical. And, you know, I let my assistant know, hey, I'm going downstairs for 30 minutes. I have my cell phone, you know, on vibrate. You can call me if anyone needs me and we'll take it from there. So I think if you can go into the work week with a plan, of days that may work for you to get your workout in, that's a lot easier. And going back to your statement earlier about losing 20 minutes on the Internet, you have to be realistic and you have to be optimistic about wanting it to work out. If you go into the situation thinking, I'm so busy and I have no time, you're never going to make the time and you're going to get lost in the Internet or get lost in all sorts of distractions. So you have to go into the situation saying, this week I'm going to make it work. Tuesday afternoon I'm going downstairs no matter what, and just make it happen. So part of it is attitude, and the other part of it is planning. I know I've heard some lawyers say they don't like to use their office gym either because they don't want their bosses to see them working out when maybe they think they should be in the office, or maybe it's that they don't want to be on a treadmill next to their boss. They use it as a place to get away. But uh, you've probably heard that too. And do you have any advice or thoughts on that? I mean, I think perhaps one way to look at it is, is if it clears your mind and you write a better brief coming back after 45 minutes on the treadmill, perhaps your boss won't mind. But what do you think? I have to acknowledge I'm very fortunate. Most people in my office, we're a very small office, are not big exercisers. Um, And I've never run into anyone that I work with in the gym. (laughs) So that's not high on my concern list, like hopping on the treadmill next to my boss. Although I was at a conference once and my boss came into the gym while I was there. And I didn't feel bad about being there because I'm like, oh, well, he's here. So now apparently it's the gym time. Right. One of my um, training partners her motto is suck it up buttercup. If you're dressed appropriately and you're at the gym and you see someone that you work with, you're dressed appropriately and you're at the gym and someone that you work with just happens to be there. You can't control every situation. And if you think about it practically, are you trying to limit your health and your opportunities because you're worried that you might run into somebody that you know? And for most of us, that wouldn't be a big deal at the gym or, you know, if we were outside of the office at the gym, it shouldn't be that big a deal in the office unless something is happening that's making you incredibly uncomfortable. The simple fact that you're all there shouldn't be a problem. So part of it is one of those, you got to get over yourself situations. If I have a deadline, I'm not the type of person to go to the gym unless I'm completely, I have writer's block and it's not working for me and I need some time to clear my head and I'm going to go hop on the treadmill for 10 minutes. Um, But if that's the case, I'll let my boss know, hey, I'm going to run downstairs. I'm having writer's block. I need a a quick break. So part of it is open communication with the people that you work with um, and feeling comfortable enough to say, this is the way that I release stress. And if I find myself in a stressful environment or I find myself struggling with something being on the treadmill for 10 minutes or 20 minutes helps me out, you know, I think that they can respect that. 
The other part is if you're not comfortable working out in your office, like there's a gym across the street from my office that I'm a member of, so I'm not too concerned about doing that. If I absolutely don't want to be in my office, I can go across the street. So you have to plan for it. What are your options? What are you comfortable doing? And and how willing are you to kind of step out of your normal routine in order to get it done? If you find yourself coming up with a bunch of excuses, you have to pause and say, am I really serious about getting this fitness in because every time I have an opportunity to get fitness in, I'm making an excuse. So you have to be honest with yourself about what you're trying to accomplish and your mental position and your attitude towards making that happen. Do you have thoughts on, for days when you are going to work out, either at the office or after work, good foods, finding what foods work for you and what feels good like to run on? or to lift weights on. Do you have thoughts on that in terms of foods you can bring or look out for while you're there? My personal plan is anything less than an hour, I'm just going to drink water. And the reason for that is because a lot of times we sabotage our fitness by getting too involved in protein bars and workout shakes and energy drinks uh, that have way more calories than we're actually burning. So I recommend that people track what they're eating so they know that they're getting their required daily caloric intake and then figure out, okay, after I work out, how hungry am I and how much do I need to eat in order to make myself feel not hungry? So anything less than an hour, I'm just going to drink some water while I do it. Anything longer than an hour because for triathlon, there are days when I'm training, you know, four, five, six hours. Uh, Those I'll use some high endurance sports drinks or bars just to get me through that workout. So it's probably a little more extreme than most people are going to need. But unless you're doing a two-hour workout, you don't need energy gels or chews or, or anything like that. You can just have your regular food. I'd avoid fried foods, obviously, um, and anything that makes you feel heavy or lethargic or weighed down. Um, but you want to stick within your regular daily caloric intake. Do you think, has exercise changed your professional life? Absolutely. I think back to when I first started triathlon training, and my original bucket list item was to do a half Ironman. And the reason that I wanted to do that race was because I didn't want to run a marathon. And my first swim coach pulled me aside one day, and he said, you know, I really think you're selling yourself short. And I said, what do you mean? And he says, you know, you've you've biked a hundred miles before you've done a half marathon, you can swim. So if you do a half Ironman, you're basically pushing yourself to where you are right now. But if you do an Ironman, you're pushing yourself to the next level. So don't limit yourself based on fear. And, you know, if I can share Cheryl Sandberg for a moment, it really hit me like, wow, I, I really was limiting myself for no reason. And if I you know, set this as a goal, could I reach this? So I decided I went and talked to my triathlon coach and I said, well, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And is this something that you would support me on if I decided to do a full Ironman? And he said, absolutely. I think you have the base for it. I think that you have the work ethic for it. And I think you'll do great. And so, you know, I think about that in professional situations all the time when, an opportunity comes up and I start to let fear creep in. And I think, am I limiting myself for no reason? Do I have the foundation for this? Do I have 
what it takes to set this as a goal and to accomplish it. So I think that in the in the fitness context, it's so easy to set goals for ourselves. And it, you know, obviously doesn't have to be at an Ironman level. You know, this could be a goal to lose five pounds. This could be a goal to work out consistently for a month, any type of small goal. And then you set in motion the actions to achieve it. And once you start getting those little things done, you start gaining confidence and you start thinking, wow, I can, in my career, I can decide that this is the goal that I want to set. And even if I take one little baby step towards it each week, I'm going to accomplish that goal. Why? Because I know what it's like to set a goal that, you know, seems small and accomplish it, that, you know, leads to bigger things. And I know how to set a goal that's massive and seems completely overwhelming and that's going to push me to the brink physically, mentally, you know, emotionally, and I can achieve it. So once you start gaining that confidence personally, it can't but carry over into your professional life. So I think that whether something, you know, seemingly big or small on an exercise or fitness level, I think that goal setting in that context is absolutely crucial to helping you learn how to overcome things in life. All right. And that's everything that I had to ask you today. I'm Stephanie Francis Ward, and you've been listening to the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered. Thanks for listening.